show is a part of the Versus the Universe Network. For more information on Versus the Universe, go to versustheuniverse.com. That's vstheuniverse.com. You got your headphones on? Good. Now let's get on with the show. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Hey everyone, and welcome to Digital Dumpster Diving, where we dig through digital games and movies trying to find something worth our time and maybe yours. Will we find trash or treasure? I'm Dave Martin, and with me as always is Matt Peters. How are things going, Matt? Hi. Things are going, Dave. It is a day, and it is glorious that it is uh, finished. So, yes, hello. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Nice. <laughs> That doesn't sound like a ringing endorsement for the day. But. You're you're gonna have to pay me two dollars to find out how my day was, Dave. I'll. It's in the mail. Okay, great. So my day sucked. Sorry about that. Every piece <laughs> of DLC isn't great. We're gonna get to that a little bit later. <laughs> that was awful. I apologize. Me and the dev team that create my dialogue will do better next time, and that you should trust that any dialogue that I have isn't going to be present on the disc or in the code for the initial release or anything like that you know we're, we're frequently working on my my uh dialogue outside of me i really need a few more script writers for my dialogue but uh <laughs> we'll get to that in season two later <laughs> speaking of season two uh we are nearing our one year anniversary of digital dumpster diving i am i am surprised you have put up with me for this long sir hey man you know what the pleasure and I would like to thank you for putting up with me and doing the, uh, I can't think of the phrase, but you do all the editing, and I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> because you invite me to have a conversation with you, and then you chop it up to make me sound like a competent human being. And also like to thank our friends at Versus the Universe, because without them, we wouldn't have this show right here, right now. But we carry on. I hope I don't have to apologize for this, but if you listened to the last episode, I uh, I saw Microtransaction Simulator on Steam, and and I just had to had to play it, and I'm kind of sorry. Yeah, I would I would say we're we're both kind of sorry about that because you know it's 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 a committee. Uh, however, <laughs> um, there's not enough really to be sorry about. Game was short. Game was there, and it was gone. <laughs> and you know, in all honesty, it was not the worst game I've ever played, nor the worst game I've played on this show. So, uh, yay! That's true. That's true. So, we're going to talk about microtransaction simulator a little bit, but there's some other stuff I wanted to bring up too that we can kind of kick around. One of the topics that I would like to discuss this evening on this episode, if you folks will humor me, is the basically freemium games that are out on mobile devices. Now, there are some wonderful games out, so you really shouldn't, you know, give it the short shrift. There is The Room, which is a first-person puzzle game. Uh, there's a few sequels to that as well that are of high quality. There is The Funky Smuggler, which is a game that uh, <laughs> I actually found out about through a Humble Bundle that came out for Android games a while ago. And it's basically you are a TSA agent. But there's like cool, like funky 70s music in the background. And there are like dudes with big afros and little old ladies walking through a security checkpoint and they're being x rayed. And you have to like flick off potentially dangerous items that are on their person as they're passing through in succession. And it's, it's really fun, surprisingly. 
So do the little old ladies who are going through the TSA line, do they speak jive? Man, they probably do, but I don't even give them a chance to speak jive. These little ladies got like, they're smuggling scissors and bombs and all kind of stuff. <laughs> no, man, they got to be shut down. So shut them down. <laughs> so yeah, that's that's a cool game. It's, it's old though, and I don't even think it's really being supported too tough anymore, but it's fun. Uh, that's even free on like iOS devices now, I know for a fact, because I just downloaded it the, again the other day because that song is infectious. There's Monument Valley. Monument Valley is special to me because I found out about it through watching House of Cards on Netflix. I saw the president playing this game. We're not going to get a political discussion tonight, I promise you. <laughs> but it's so funny because on the show, he's a gamer, and they just ham-fisted so many cheap plugs for PlayStation products on that show that this one little beacon of light, Monument Valley, just spoke to me. So I'm like, I'm going to check this out. I checked it out. It got good reviews. And it is a wonderful game, which oddly reminds me of the aesthetic of uh, Journey on PS4, if you guys have played that. So anyway, these are examples of good games. These are examples of games that are complete from start to finish. I think Funky Smuggler had a little bit of uh, DLC that you could purchase, but it was like unintrusive. So you could play the game without ever spending real money in it. Then there are the games that make you pay to play. The games that get you addicted. Uh, you know, for fans that, that watch South Park, they've made fun of this several times on there. Games like Simpsons Tapped Out. Family Guy has a tap game, too. There's like a, a speed tapper game for WWE called WWE Tap Mania, where <laughs> four little tiny WWE superstars take on big one big giant WWE superstar who's in the middle of the ring. And they're all four punching and kicking at the same time. And the higher level you reach, the faster you beat the guy. And Michael Cole is just spewing whatever garbage is on his mind, <laughs> commentating the match. <laughs> but it's so weird. It's so surreal. <laughs> and several times throughout the game, one of your four little guys, you're going to fight a bigger version of them. And I'm wondering what the actual, like, in-universe storyline explanation is for this. Like, is there is there parallel dimension at play? Are these like little like bat mites and mix you spit lick versions of the characters? I don't know. Explanation? There's no explanation. There is no explanation. explanation. No, explanation. but it's wonderful. The thing is, yeah, you can play so much of it and you ultimately are invited to pay to get in-game currency of varying value to buy characters, buy moves, skip commercials, that sort of thing. So they're just advertising to you left and right after a certain point. When I play games like this, part of the challenge for me is seeing how far I can get without paying money, to see how far I can get up the uh, the tower, basically, without paying. And in WWE Tap Mania, they have an interesting pitch where they have tournaments throughout the week where you know the person that gets the highest level in tournament gets the grand prize. But what's great about that is, is that in that first, I guess, week that you're playing the game, there are specific tournaments that you're entered into that are specifically tailored to new players. So you're only playing against people who have not spent any money yet. Once you get to like level 999 in a tournament and you win the tournament, then they kick you up to the big leagues and that's where they start asking you for cash. <laughs> <laughs> that's where it's impossible for you to win unless you're paying them money or you're literally sitting with your phone all day just tapping while you're talking to people. So it's like your new fidget spinner or something like that. It's just your nervous twitch. You just tap, 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 tap. 
And then, of course, you have to make sure that your guys don't pass out and they have to stay healthy and stuff like that. So it does require maintenance. Unless it's your full-time job to play WWE Taptastic, once you pass that first threshold, you are not going to win a tournament. That's just the bottom line. So, so then my question is, at what point does it become cheaper to pay for the upgrades rather than to have to pay for your carpal tunnel medical expenses? <laughs> That's a good question. I haven't encountered that <laughs> yet, thankfully. Um, anywho, all that to say, yeah, I mean, there's, there's games out there that do charge you DLC, but it's really all about your preference. If you do like to play certain games, if you feel like you're getting more value out of it, by paying them money and you want to support the developers by all means please do i mean this game is made by sega and there's like a lot of different like you know nods to sega in the game which i think is kind of funny like there's a there's a a, a wrestler you know the, the lower tier wrestlers who the big names run through are called jobbers in wrestling and some of the jobbers have funny names like one of them's named uh sonic chill i'm mm-hmm. like oh and he's got blue hair <laughs> like good job guys that, that kind of distracted me from the uh the pain in my fingers right now so that's good but there are other games where it's just like yeah okay this is obviously a pokemon ripoff or something and you're still asking me to pay you to hatch these eggs to get more monsters to play your game more to give you more money at least the simpsons tapped out has jokes from the show and different voices from the show and just like I think they even introduced a character in that game that they put in an episode. Like, comic book guy's wife was introduced in the game first, and then they actually brought her into the show. Interesting. Yeah, so they tried to add some credence to it, and that's kind of cool. I, I appreciate them doing something like that. And I hear the Futurama game that just came out is really great, too. As a matter of fact, the Nerdist podcast, which I shouldn't bring up on our show because I don't want you to just turn <laughs> this off and listen to it right now. But they actually did a full-length radio drama episode of uh, Futurama using the entire voice cast from the original series, the sound effects, the theme song. Um, And, of course, Chris Hardwick played the villain on the episode. So it was really cool. Really cool. So check that out when you get a chance. Not now. Later. (laughs) Because we have a lot more to talk about. Do you have anything to add to that? I just kind of like ran through that without even asking you. Well, see, the I don't play a ton of mobile games. I do Clash of Clans some, which has terrible microtransactions, but it's not necessary. But it's it, it can be pay to win if you're filthy rich, yeah, or yeah. have no self control. But uh, so I just got a new phone finally. And, finally, yes. And one of the games I had tried to get on my old phone was Star Wars Uprising. If you don't remember, that was it came out a few months before Episode Seven. It was supposed to be an actual canon. The the game was supposed to be canon tie into the movie that told you some of the what happened between episodes six and seven of Star Wars. Okay, and so I really wanted to play. It. And it was also supposed to be cool in that there was supposed to be meaningful co op in in this game between you and other players. <laughs> and so I downloaded it; it's still available, but apparently the servers got shut down over a year ago because it was terribly mismanaged. It was a free-to-play game with with a lot of microtransactions and no one bought the microtransactions and so they shut it down and I can't play it. Oh, man. That's kind of sad. That's that's one of those instances I'm talking about, like supporting the devs. Like, when you play these free-to-play games, you do have to remember, like, a lot of work still went into these, especially the licensed ones. So... If you want to show them that you appreciate it, you do have to break off a little bit of change for them. 
I'm not saying like pay those ridiculous $99 like download things. I'm saying like give it five bucks or something. If it's keeping you busy for more than a week and a half or something, give them five bucks. Why not? Let's, I guess we really should at this point talk about our game this evening. So as you mentioned, we tried Microtransaction Simulator, which is free on Steam right now. Um, it's not intrusive at all. Uh, it's it's not even going to take up your full screen if you install it. I ended up playing it um, at my day job for a little bit before playing it at home. And yeah, I mean, it doesn't take up hardly any power at all because it's a very basic game. Like if you remember those... Um, those Pac-Man clones that used to be uh, browser-based back in the day, with those just very basic, simple graphics, it's kind of like that. I mean, it's squares and letters. That's it. And um, avocados. And avocados. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I played it for a little while, and I got the basic gist of it, and I seriously just got bored. I mean, it's not even something where... There are a lot of games that I'll play that don't really require my full attention. I'll boot it up and I will end up listening to a podcast or just listening to some music that I enjoy, something like that, or just even having a conversation with somebody and just, you know, make it plain right away. Like, Hey, I'm doing this. I'm doing it to review. Let's talk about something else. Cause I don't need to concentrate on this, you know, not to be, <laughs> not to be rude or anything, but in this case, it really just felt like a chore just from top to bottom <laughs> to even play it. I don't know. What was your experience with it? Uh, it was better than I was expecting it to be. Oh, wow. Um, in, in some ways. Uh, but again, there wasn't much there. Okay. The, the music was kind of cool. And they did have other modes that I was expecting, like the hangman mode. Once I unlocked that, that's actually where I spent most of my time. But there are a bunch of features that didn't even make sense. I don't know. It was a good 15-minute experience if you have nothing better to do, but... Yeah, I mean, I would almost insist, hey guys, play this game and, you know, just kind of let us know if we're crazy or something. I mean, I, I didn't really get any type of enjoyment out of it, you know, besides it being over. It came out September, guys. This came out, like, a few days ago. Less than a week ago, yeah. It feels like a game someone developed for their college project. Like, if they're going to design school. If they're going to Full Sail University, this was their project for a class or something. Maybe like a freshman project or something. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, it's getting positive reviews, but I think that's because... Hopefully people weren't really expecting that much out of it. Just to give you a taste of it, here's a description. Live your wildest dreams by splurging on insane amounts of cash you wouldn't have in real life. Play for random number-generated loot. That is a reflection of the meaningless nature of this game and everything surrounding it. So it's a commentary on DLC culture, basically. Which is why, uh, at the beginning of the show, I started talking about, you know, pay-to-play games and stuff like that. Because it's, it's all kind of in the same wheelhouse. The game itself isn't quite crafty about getting that point across and you know there's i'll talk about that a little bit later but yeah this this game in particular i just it wasn't as smart as it wanted to be no well you win too much yeah which i guess works but the house always wins in anything like this the house always wins Mm -hmm. and you basically you you open card packs then you sell them for more money to open more card packs or to unlock other perks and if it worked anything like real life, 
you would have to bring money from outside, but with how it works in the game, you basically make enough from every pack to buy another pack and have some left over. And so you can't really make a, an effective commentary on microtransactions and win. Mm -hmm. it, it, it doesn't work like that. Well, okay. I'm, I'm going to revisit that statement momentarily. But before we go any further, before we talk about this game anymore, let's introduce folks to the rating scale. We have a rating scale? We do. It's um over here somewhere. The four-point rating scale starts with Toxic Sludge for the worst of the worst. After watching this, even though it's free, you still feel ripped off. There's nothing of redeeming quality here. Hazardous is for the stuff that's pretty bad, but maybe has a few good parts, or might be right for the right person. Reusable means it's entertaining enough, reaches some of its potential, and is something we think you'll probably enjoy. And the best of the best gets the elusive rating of treasure, something we found that we think you should run out and enjoy right away. All right, folks, so that's the rating scale. I guess it's time for us to weigh in. <laughs> I think it's pretty obvious, and I, I, I really dislike doing that on uh, the show because I wear my heart on my sleeve when I talk about media that I, that I spend my time on and with because I'm very passionate about what I like and what I don't like, as are we all. But that's why I usually throw it to you, man. What, what did you think of it? What's, what, what rating did you give it? That is a good question. I'm just going to throw a hazardous out there because I can't, I mean... I didn't like it enough to ever play it again. Yeah. But uh, again, it wasn't the worst thing I've ever played. For what it was, it was I, I enjoyed the music. It wasn't painful to play. Okay. There just wasn't a lot of good stuff there. And so, I mean, it wasn't so much that it was bad. It just wasn't good enough for me. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't offensive enough to be Toxic Sludge. And it wasn't good enough to be treasured by any means, but man, it was far from good. It was, <laughs> ah, shoot, man. Yeah, reusable will insinuate that you should use it again, which is not true. Hazardous is like, oh no, stay away. But I mean, I'm just so apathetic towards this game. Like I have <laughs> almost no feeling about it. It's almost as if I didn't play it at all, but I feel like I did. Did I? Yeah, I actually did. Okay, great. Um, it's, I want to warn people away from it. So I got to give it a toxic sludge. Fair enough. I got to, I feel obligated to, because it's nothing. There's so much you can do with your time. There's so much. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll bring it to this. Let's, um, let's go ahead and get into the spoiler section here. <laughs> I can't believe we're going to give spoilers for this game. There's no, <laughs> nothing to spoil. We talked about it from top to bottom. <laughs> <laughs> there are alternate modes besides card collection you can't die spoiler there's no game over <laughs> there is well there is sort of a game over i mean there's like the the there's two different types of resets yeah yeah but you can spend money when you're broke that makes no sense to me <laughs> like if i'm broke i'm not like Oh, I need to get a pack of cards. It's, it's like there should be some type of like action that you have to do in the game. Some type of text that pops up. You did unsavory things on the street to find five dollars and get another pack. <laughs> like just to shame you or something. But there's there no penalty. A, yeah, there is an achievement for like racking up debt, which I don't think I racked up enough debt to get the achievement, but I got the achievement anyway. <laughs> But so here, here's here's a slight confession. Okay. 
Um, and anyone who knows me or knows the games I play probably knows this. Word, but I, I like grindy games. I get sucked in too much to the grind. And so there were achievements for this game. And so, among other things, I found myself playing longer than I wanted to to try to get a couple of the achievements. Okay. I'm sorry, that's wrong of me. I I didn't enjoy that extra game time, but I did it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I mean, the music was cool. Some of the other game modes were kind of cool. Like I, I, but So the, there's like a Wheel of Fortune hangman game mode which you can unlock, which was kind of cool, except it's probably the same 10 or 15 words over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, it gets really, really easy to get $1,000 a pop every time you get Mm -hmm, it. mm -hmm, There's mm -hmm. no penalty if you fail, which is kind of weird, just given that they call it the casino or something like that. Did Did you unlock the trophy room, and did you figure out what that's supposed to be? I unlocked it, but I couldn't really figure it out. Yeah, it was... It... Yeah. It basically is was saying that, hey, you can completely reset your game. It wipes everything. How is that a trophy? That's I, not a trophy. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, prestiging is a thing in these in these click games that I was talking about, especially uh, games like uh, the WWE Tap Mania. You prestige, you get to keep something and you go back to the beginning. Like, it's either you keep experience or you keep money or you keep your sanity. I don't know. But, yeah, the more you prestige, the more you can kind of just, like, double down and keep racking up. But I didn't get that impression from Microtransaction Simulator. It's just, well, I guess I'm not in debt anymore. Okay. (laughs) Well, there were were two parts to it. So there was the trophy, which seemed like a complete reset, and then there was uh, Going Lucid, which... I don't think had any benefit, but it did give you a little skull coin mm. icon in the upper left-hand corner of your screen. So that one felt sort of like prestiging, but with no benefits other than that little coin. But the the trophy room just seemed like it wiped everything and did nothing for you. So I I don't know. It was, but there were avocados. There were avocados, and Lord knows this country needs avocados at this point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Things are. Things are hard out there, folks. Yeah, <laughs> there was no but... toast. There's no toast for my avocados. <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about some alternatives now. I mean, for the low low price of real world money of three dollars, you can actually check out DLC uh, DLC Quest, which is available on your Xbox and your PS4 and on Steam. Uh, actually, I don't know if it's available on PS4, but I know it's on Xbox 360. I know it's on Steam. Game came out in 2013, okay? Are you familiar with DLC Quest at all? I don't think I've ever even heard of it. Okay, I'm glad to introduce this game to you, because it is basically just kind of a side-scroller, kind of stylized. It's It's got that 8-bit throwback look that games had a lot back then, like your Fezzes and that sort of thing. Ah, oh, man, I sound like an elderly person talking about taking you to the jewels. So basically the game is... A takedown of DLC culture, where your character is collecting coins throughout the game, and to progress in the simplest of ways, you'll run into characters that will ask you for money. And it's it's just basically making fun of freemium games and having to pay for things that should be in the game already. You have to pay for your weapons. You have to pay to unlock the next level. You have to pay to unlock the next dialogue. <laughs> with a character or something. Oh, and that dialogue awesome. can be like, you know, the end or something like simple like that. It's a fun game. It's quick. 
it's a little challenging too. You know, it's got a little bit of a of a challenge, but it's this is a good takedown of DLC culture. It even has like some type of uh, campaign called "Live Freemium or Die." <laughs> And yeah, I mean, it's just, it's fun. It's, it's harmless, but it's funny. Microtransaction Simulator was not funny. It had no charisma. It had no personality. It seemed like it was just bitter. So I didn't really dig it too much. Yeah, so I, I don't know that I've really played a lot of other games that I would say would be comparable. Mm-hmm. Uh, so your recommendation is probably much better. <laughs> but throwback to a previous episode... Um, so I, I, my son occasionally, well, both of my kids check my, my older kids who are old enough to play on the computer, um, check my games and they've been playing absent lately. And I noticed that you had mentioned a uh, better alternative is full throttle, re- well, full throttle. And we pointed out that full throttle remastered was coming and that was on sale. So I picked that up and I will be playing that. There's so many other games in the world that you can spend your time on. <laughs> Really, I mean, I know we talk about some some strange projects, movie wise and game wise, on the show from time to time. These are experiences. Like we are often just either appalled or impressed by things we see. Um, Microtransaction Simulator is not something that demands attention. It demands that you skip it. I demand that you skip it. That's why I gave it a toxic sludge. See, I'm so. I mean, you mentioned that you were indifferent to it and apathetic. I'm so indifferent that I, I don't really demand you skip it. It's just like <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm Prince Valium here. I yeah. just, I don't know. I, I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like this, man. Like, okay, obviously, folks are going to do what they want to do. I can't control them. But if they value my opinion, this is what I'm saying. I, I need to feel something with a game. I need to be able to come away from the game with some type of like value of my time either it was bad enough that i can chop it up with people that i know and say hey guys you know these are some things i hated about this let's kind of just like laugh about it you know or i want to like share good memories and say hey yeah i really love this moment in journey when i found out that this happened in case someone out there has not played journey or doesn't know how it works yeah i i i, I like games that give me something and I feel like I got nothing from this besides kind of an interactive slideshow of a lecture about why microtransactions are bad. <laughs> well, see, this is the this is the video game equivalent of rice cakes. <laughs> see, now rice cakes today, modern rice cakes can actually be pretty good. I've been impressed when I've had them before. They taste so much better than when I was a kid. When I was a kid, I don't know if it was because we were poor and they were cheap. But for some reason, my mom kept buying them, and they were just like, there was nothing good about them. You remembered eating, but you didn't feel any more full. Yeah. They weren't good. They weren't necessarily bad, but there was just, it was, there was nothing there. And it's kind of like this game. It's, it's the rice cakes of the video game world. Yeah, rice cakes aren't, yeah, they're pretty bad. Um, (laughs) The only rice cakes I remember actually liking growing up were the, the white cheddar uh, rice cakes. You got white cheddar rice cakes as a kid? Yeah, actually. Like, my grandmother was uh, big into the rice cake craze when they started, you know, becoming mainstream and everything. And, I didn't uh, know those existed. Yeah, they still make them. They're not bad. They're just, like, delivery discs for white cheddar powder. 
Which, if you like white cheddar flavoring like I do, then that's still good. It's just not the best. <laughs> you can get real popcorn <laughs> with white cheddar on it and still have the same flavor. I don't know, man. I don't know. But we're getting way off topic here. There is yeah. no topic to be on, sir. There's no topic. No topic to There's be on. no topic. There are games out there to play. There are games on your phone. There are games on your consoles. Every month. Um, Xbox Live is giving you something for free every month. PlayStation Network is giving you something for free. Check those games out. It's it's a better investment of your time. Steam has plenty of games for free. We talk about them on here too, and for the cheap. And yeah, there's there's I'm I'm through I'm through. <laughs> <laughs> so for our next episode, we are going to have a next episode. Yes, we are. And what is going to be included in the next episode? We will tell you before the next episode. But there will be another episode. Yep. It will be October. Amazon, Hulu, and Netflix are all bringing a lot of horror movies. And we've done a few different horror shows. We've done some that should have been campy fun. I'm shaking my fist in your general direction, Swamp Ape. <laughs> but I, I would really like to get into something that's... You know, it doesn't have to be necessarily from the 80s, it could be, but some campy old 1980s style horror. Yeah, and this is also an invitation to you guys. Write in, let us know what some of your favorite horror movies are that may have flown under the radar that are available on Netflix, Hulu, Amazon, YouTube, whatever. Uh, something that you really enjoy that you think more people should know about, let us know. And maybe, just maybe, we will pick that to talk about on the show. Please let it be better than Swamp Ape. <laughs> that is a low bar. <laughs> I don't think the world's greatest limboer could limbo under that bar at so low. All right? That's how low that bar is. It may be the lowest bar in the history of bars. It's the bar minimum. Okay? I'm tired. I'm sorry. Well, well done, sir. Well, now, well done. Now, don't, 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 don't applaud that. Not. <laughs> don't give me credit for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go sleep off whatever type of bad joke uh, hex I'm under right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't. I love those. And if you have something, like I said, if you have something that you would like to pitch, let us know. We might even bring you on the show. Who knows? The sky is the limit. Yes. Indeed it is. Yes. So on that note, I think it's time to call it, Dave. What do you say? Yes. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, make sure you... Check us out on Twitter at The3DCast, uh, Facebook, and almost everywhere else at Digital Dumpster Diving. Uh, Matt, where they can where can they find you? They can find me at Mighty Inc. Matt on Twitter, on Instagram. I have so many things going on that you should listen to. Um, yeah, just just follow me on Twitter, on Twitter. Trust me, it'll all be there. <laughs> <laughs> and where can they find you, Dave? In a van down by the river. No, I am <laughs> on Twitter at DaveliciousAOG. And everything, pretty much everything else I do is either here or at agentsofgame.com. And on that note, we actually do have a new Star Trek podcast and articles coming out. Yeah, so, I'm really excited about Discovery, man. I can't wait for folks to hear our take on it. I just hope it's good, but even if it's uh, Harry Mud. Harry Mudd's going to be... A, I, I got to watch it for Harry Mudd. Spoilers? <laughs> <laughs> got to watch it for Harry Mudd. <laughs> and, and to see what role um, Worf is going to play, because he always pops up somehow. So, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, if if it's bad, at least we'll be warning people not to spend their hard-earned money. And if it's good, hey, 
another good Star Trek series. Right on, right on. And on that note... That is our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening. Uh, Tune in next time for another episode of Digital Dumpster Diving. I'm Dave Martin. I'm Matt Peters. And together, with our powers combined, we're not Captain Planet. No. No. (laughs) (laughs) But I did talk to Whoopi Goldberg once. Maybe we'll talk about that next episode. I don't know. On that note, take care, folks. (laughs) Good night, everybody. Hello, fellow humans. Dating is fun. Playing games is fun. Combining the two can be difficult. Luckily, the Cooperatives Podcast is here. I'm Liz. And I'm Aaron, and we are a real-life human couple. We're definitely not robots. Every other week, we'll discuss the joys and sorrows of gaming with the significant other. Or other people, generally. Yeah. We'll play a game, discuss it, and even learn a little something about each other along the way. So roll the die and head to Facebook.com slash CooperativesPod and get updates and subscribe to us on your favorite podcatcher. The Cooperatives Podcast, proudly a part of the Versus the Universe Network. All right, do we tell them that we're robots now? No, we need to keep up the act. Oh, okay. Um, Download an episode today, Meat Sacks. Very convincing. Thank you.